You are going to be the best mom. I'm an amazing mother. You are the best mom in the whole world. Lady, you are the best mom ever. Welcome to The Mom Show, My Talk 1071's new show featuring guests and topics that all good moms will want to hear. The phone lines are open for your questions. Am I doing this right? 651-641-1071 or email the show at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom. Yes, thank you for joining us here on The Mom Show on My Talk 1071 and streaming on mytalk1071.com. I am Michelle, and so happy to be joining you again uh, with our rotating panel of experts that comes and just gives you some information that you're going, this has been floating around in my brain and I'm not sure I've got this right. How do I actually get the right information? So we talk about a variety of like what I like to call health issues. We talk mm-hmm. about your physical health. We talk about your mental health. We talk about your anything legal out there that'll help with that health. And today to help us with our financial health, mm-hmm. my good friend Cassandra Brazier from Clear Step Financial and MomsTalkMoney.com. Hello again, Cassandra. Hello. Hello. I, I think about you often because you know I'm just a, enough of a, a, a geek on on money things mm-hmm. that I read articles all the time and I'm always like, here's the thing, Cassandra. I know. <laughs> you send me good stuff. I, I read the things that you send and I thought, oh, that's good. Because it's just curious. It's always interesting to me the kind of things that are floating out there. And if you are trying to maintain your financial education, mm-hmm. like the things that they don't necessarily teach us in you know, anywhere, anywhere. So if you (laughs) want to learn, you know, and and sometimes I think when you're weeding into that financial education, everything feels like a quote unquote scam. Like if you go, Hey, you should take this class. You're like, what are you trying to tell me? Is it going to be right? So it's hard (laughs) to decide what is the valuable information, which Mm -hmm. is why I think that it's great to contact experts like you and your team over at clear step financial. Mm hmm. I think it can be. And like you said, you don't you're never really taught any of the information. And even if there was information out there, it is it's hard to decipher. Does this apply to me? Right. Should I be looking at this? So I think it can be very it can be very confusing. And I think a lot of the information comes from a position of punitive. Like (laughs) you did something wrong. So Mm. you need to learn this Mm -hmm. when it's well, no, we're going to help you course correct. Mm -hmm. And it can come from a position of positivity like you when you're talking to people during their first you know, your first meeting and your intake meeting, you're not coming and going, let me tell you all the things you did wrong with your finances and why you're terrible at right, this. Right, right. No, one of the one of the most fun parts about um, about my job or about what I do is is really being able to just look at where people are at. We don't judge people. Right. We all take different paths in our life and have different things happen. And some of it's foreseen, some are unforeseen, right? Some we had control over, some things we don't. We just have to make the best of what we have. But it's just looking at what people have financially and then, and then helping them in whatever areas I can see that they could make some positive changes and then making those recommendations. It's usually so the first time we just gather some information from people. The second time when we talk after, you know, we have a chance to look over all their information and put some ideas and recommendations together. That is the time when we finish that second appointment. Right. It is so fun for me because people <laughs> are they usually breathe a sigh of relief and they're thinking that it's. They're so much better than they thought they were. Right. So I think we can carry around a lot of stress and anxiety unnecessarily because you, you may actually be better off than you thought you were. And with a little bit of planning and some preparation can avoid some pitfalls and things in your future financial life. And you can get there faster than you had anticipated right. sometimes to go, mm-hmm. hey, if you made these We'll just pick a number four changes. Here's where you could be in six to nine months or here's where you could be in five years. Right. And I think that those are good bite sized chunks for Mm -hmm. people to go. No, it's not something where for the rest of my life I have to 
live like a pauper. <laughs> right. And that's we're what trying is good to financial prevent independence. That. Right. <laughs> we're trying to prevent that from happening. <laughs> well, we're going to give some great advice today. I do want to remind everybody, everybody that securities and advisory services are offered through Harbor Investments, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Mm-hmm. And... Here's the thing. Like, I uh, I also want to remind people that it is okay to not know these things. Like, some of the oh, things that absolutely. we're going to um, talk about specifically today, which is very female-focused, mm-hmm. it's still just good information for, you know, it, it, I, I encourage, whenever we say something's female-focused, I think that our guy listeners are like, tune out, don't care, doesn't matter to me. No, no this, this is can apply. That, yeah, right, it this can still apply. It applies to you, but it also might be imp- apply to somebody important to you, mm-hmm. like your partner or your sister or my, your mom, right. you know, might be getting close to these things. And you're going, mm-hmm. wait, my mom's going to retire soon. Does she know these things? How right. can I help her? Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be great information today. It will be. And mm-hmm. and um, I, I'm excited to talk about some of these things. And like you said, and some of it can apply to men, too. Right. The reason why I think it's important to really address these and let women know that this is specific to them is because a lot of times in retirement years, women are going to face specific and additional challenges and obstacles that often, not always, but often men will not Right. And so it's it is very important, I think, for women to at least know that and be able to take some steps and some planning if they're able to. Right. So for all our my talkers out there, if you've been waiting to take that first step, I do encourage you to contact ClearStep Financial and you can get a hold of them really easy. And I know you guys are still doing a Mm -hmm. lot of things virtually. So it's even easier than ever. Yeah. I mean, it's been it's been a year of of transformation, I think, for a lot of people and an evolution. And so we do. I mean, I I do a lot of things now, a lot of appointments with people, we can go from A to Z with people um, virtually, totally virtually, and do everything that we need to take care of with people. The thing that I liked virtually. about that is it's been nice to go, oh, I didn't bring that. Or, I, I, I can go get it now. Yep. I'm in my house. Or I can go, let me log on to that real quick because I'm already yep. <laughs> I'm on already, the computer. I'm like, right. I'm like, I should I know. know that, but I can just share a screen That's real quick. Right. That's right. So, and no, that was a lot. It does. Um, but for there are some people that still just really want to in person and we're able to do that also so um so we can work with people in in both those capacities right and then i have some people that really are not even tech savvy but they still don't want to meet and then we talk on the phone right so (laughs) So, a little bit of it's a smorgasbord of assistance that's That's right so So. you can get a hold of them by going to clearstepfinancial.com so just go to clearstepfinancial.com that's the easiest way and by the way it's i know a lot of people are thinking well i want to get through the holidays and so we have a 2021 callback list. Right. So if people want to get ahead of uh, of 2021 and get some things in the works already, you can go to our website and ask to be put on our callback list for 2021. And we'll I get suggest- a hold of you then after the new year. I suggest you do that because I like being able to do those kind of things because otherwise I have to do it like for myself, like schedule appointment you don't on want to my calendar. A reminder, right? right. That's what I have yeah. to do. So I'll put it on my calendar that says remember to call X and make an appointment. Right. Otherwise, like you said, things just Ball through the cracks. Right. And they, they just do. flash forward. Yeah. And you're like, I meant to do that and now it's been nine months. Right. Because who knows what else is going to happen. 2020 is not over. Right. <laughs> who knows what else That's is going to happen this year and then we'll forget everything exactly. we had good intentions to do. Right. So, so today we're going to mostly cover what special obstacles do women offer often face in retirement. Mm-hmm. And remind everybody again why we're focusing on this particular thing. Right. we did it a little bit. Right. Because so women often will face specific and additional obstacles in retirement that men may not face. And we're going to talk specifically about 
all of those things. And and one of them really revolves around the fact that statistically women will live longer. Right. And that's I mean, those are just numbers. Right. Mm-hmm. And those are things that are the, the details and the, the stats are out there. And there's a number of reasons for that, I think. And I was reading an article about that specifically that talked about this. This is not because I was wondering, is it something specific to here in the U.S.? Right. right? And it's not. It's actually worldwide. worldwide. They have found this to be true. They even found it to be true in apes. Oh, that goodness. Women, female apes. Mm-hmm. Women apes. Yeah. <laughs> female apes. I like that, though. That sounds, I like yeah. that, that, that phrasing for the <laughs> right. apes out there as well. Yes. They might be more feminine. <laughs> yes. Who knows? Right? Exactly. Um, tend to live longer than, than the males. And so it's, they don't know, partly maybe biological, partly maybe how um, behavior wise, sometimes men tend to just be more risk takers. Right. Maybe drink more, smoke, you know, do certain things like that that Other might impact that, them. Yeah. Right. Just mm-hmm. whatever it is. So just as a whole. And because of that, then women will tend to need um, more funds, more you know, money in their retirement. Right. So that's one thing statistically that women, if they're living longer, right, are going to need more more money in their retirement years. And I know that one of the things we normally talk about when you are giving your overview and that we've gone through often the seven steps mm-hmm. that people should work for. And one of them always comes to the estate planning part mm-hmm. of it, which is when we talk, start talking about that, that's when people get preemptively side, sad. We're like, no, it's empowering. We were talking about <laughs> that's right. your estate planning or talking about your retirement. Those are two things that because of the statistic you just said about women living longer, mm-hmm. that that's why it's wise for them to really look into these things because right. maybe they weren't taking care of all of this, but the likelihood mm-hmm. is that you would probably outlive your partner. Right. Or if you don't have a partner, even, right, right you still need to know that, you know, how much you, you may need to have during your retirement years. So it's one thing to be, because there's a lot of people that are doing the best they can to save, right? right? To put money away into their 401k or their different investment vehicles for retirement. And that's wonderful. So some people, they're just wondering, how much should I be putting away, right? right. What number am I trying to get to? So that's one thing to look at for people. But then on the other side, it's then how do I start drawing income from it? How much can I start drawing? Where should I draw income from, right? There's all these different questions. And once they get to retirement, because you need to know how much you can draw without hopefully ever depleting it to zero. Right, right. Well, we are going to go deeper into all of these things. What special obstacles do women often face in retirement? We're also going to take your calls. You can be part of the mom show. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Cassandra Brazier from Clear Step Financial. Welcome back to the Mom Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I am Ms. Shannon here with Cassandra Brazier from Clear Step Financial. If you've had something on your mind and you could love to talk to a financial advisor that can maybe just get some of these things off your mind and into action, mm-hmm. you can call us at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And Cassandra, we were starting with the conversation about special obstacles that women face mm-hmm. as uh, they move into retirement. And And one of the other articles that I was reading this week um, is that one of the scenarios that we're dealing with so much in our new pandemic existence is Mm -hmm. how many women are leaving the workforce Mm -hmm. because it just happens to be that somebody needs to be the Zoom teacher or the Zoom therapist or you're the primary caregiver. You got to be at home. Right. And so, you know, it was just too much to try and balance their careers and now trying to keep track of the kids all the time on top of it and make sure that they continue to thrive. Right. And so that really just got me thinking about how often when we look at those numbers, the women are the one that end up in the caregiver roles. Mm -hmm. And that's all great. And that's something that we, you know, I'm very proud of our species for being able to do that and work into that role. But it also means that 
it behooves you to have some assistance in what can you do while you are caring for others to think and plan and care for yourself as you move into retirement. Right, right. And this is one example of a reason why Mm -hmm. um, a woman might take a step out of the workforce for a time. I mean, having kids sometimes is the one where if if you're raising young children, sometimes women do that as well. Sometimes they do that to care for adults, you know, adult parents um, who are elderly and so forth could be for a sibling. So a lot of times women, like you said, just end up being those caregivers. Right. And so if you're taking a step out of the workforce, that usually means then that you're not contributing to a retirement account. Or if you're married, maybe a spouse, maybe you're contributing to a Roth or something like that. Right. Um, but you're not, you're not, you're typically, you're not putting away as much. And then you're not, if you're not earning an income, then that's not counting towards social security, towards right. your benefits. So that could lead to potentially lower benefits and social security. Again, you have to have at least 40 quarters or 10 years, right? It doesn't have to be consecutive. So you can take a step back and then join the workforce again. And as long as you have at least 10 years of employment, right, Right. where you have earned income. Um, But any year that you're not working, that would show a zero then for Social Security. They average out the top 35 years. So that will impact, likely, unless you have still 35 good solid years of earnings, um, that will impact your overall Social Security benefit. So you really have to have a strategy, you know, more than ever if you're mm-hmm. going to do that, because you want to be able to do it like I can see myself, you know, just because of my family and we're not near close to this. I'm knocking on wood in case my mom's <laughs> listening. I'm not presuming <laughs> that that's the thing. But I could see since I'm the oldest that if something like that mm-hmm. was going to happen, I would probably be the one to get tapped first because mm-hmm. my sisters are like 10 years younger than I am. And mm-hmm. then on down. Yeah. So it would just kind of make sense. So it is me going, okay, well, if you're in that scenario, how can you prepare that you're still going to be okay and mm-hmm. your kid is still going to be okay and you can still take care of your family right? and your your, your loved ones? I want that. I, I look at that as a luxury, mm-hmm. like to be able to effectively do that. Right. It's nice to plan for the you know possibility, mm-hmm. not the inevitability that's going to happen, but the possibility right. that that's what we're dealing with. Because then if it does happen, it's not as potentially catastrophic to your future than right. your financial future as well. Agreed. If you make some preparations for that and if you see that as a potential down the road or even have those conversations with people in your life now. Right. So because often, again, with women, if women are if you're married and you have a spouse and and statistically, the women, the woman may become the caregiver right. for the for their own spouse even. Mm-hmm. Um, but then what happens if you need care down the road, if your spouse has passed away. Right. So then you want to have some monies there, right, to be able to make sure you can be well taken care of and, right. and so forth. So there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things to think about and consider and to kind of plan for or have a plan, have a plan for. Right. And speaking of uh, where the monies come from. Yeah, it's something like I have uh, a couple groups like one of the things I, I work with is I work with the organization town and we have done a series of shows. I know you saw it mm-hmm. called the pay gap mm-hmm. uh, comedy tour. And we talk about the fact that there's still this prevalent pay gap mm-hmm. and that women our wages still are not, you know, we haven't reached parity with our male count- counterparts. And how do you work on that? And I think that that's another reason why you really have to plan ahead, because the likelihood is that you are going to make less money in the lifetime as in your lifetime as you work than your male counterparts. Yeah. And that's I know that that is still something we see out there. I will say, though, and I know we've talked about this before, that more and more over the years, I see 
women in the family are the higher income earners. Mm -hmm. And it's not across the board, but I see it more and more. Right. So I know women are taking on those higher income roles Mm -hmm. and things, which is which is wonderful. Right. Right. And again, you know, they're extremely qualified. So whoever is the most qualified, you know, and they're they're getting those positions and that's wonderful men Mm -hmm. or women. Right. So I think that's, that's excellent. Right. And it's wonderful to see that continue to grow. And we hope knock on wood with all our trends, we always hope (laughs) that certain trends that we like continue that way. Yeah. You know, but if you are, you know, so as you are working with people, if you're going, okay, we get that you might um, end up earning less over this time Mm -hmm. period. How do you help with those baseline strategies? Mm-hmm. As I'm as a woman, I'm planning for retirement. Right. Well, this, the more time you have mm-hmm. and the more you can save over time, the less you really have to save. Right. So if there's if there's ways that you can at least be saving something over time, that can be extremely beneficial. Right. Um, there are different tax planning ways of trying to um, save mm-hmm. and places to save so that you don't have the huge tax implications in retirement. Um, that's another thing to, you know, when, when you're married and you have a spouse and then you are filing jointly, you know, taxes are looked upon different, right? Right. If you lose your spouse and all of a sudden you're filing single yes. in retirement, that can make a huge impact because a lot of times your your expenses don't cut, they're not cut by half, no. right? I mean, you still need to pay rent or mortgage or something if you have that, right? I mean, a lot of, you still probably need the same amount of electricity, right? right? Or whatever, yeah, right? You utilities wanna, don't you go down. You want your yeah. heat still to be roughly Agreed. the same, especially Agreed. in the winter. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you lose, you want half the income. Right. So if, if your income doesn't go down by half and it's, you know, maybe goes down a little, but not half, you could be in a higher tax bracket or you could be paying more taxes, which could also bring your income down even more. So ah, sometimes, mm-hmm. again, that can, it can be a little bit tricky. And that's why a little bit of planning ahead of time for, for down the road and for different points in retirement, because Again, if we're living longer and longer today, statistically in general, you know, aside from the fact that women tend to live longer than men. But if there's a married couple that are both about 65, there's a 50 percent chance that one of them will live to 94. Often it's the woman. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Not always, but often it is. So if you're going to live potentially almost 30 years in your retirement, things aren't going to cost the same the whole time. You might you might be comfortable starting out with your Social Security. Some people have a pension. Most people don't today. Um, and then you have some personal savings, right? Right. But but what you look at then is 10 years from now, you're going to need quite a bit more than you need today. And okay. that's only a short time into your retirement. Right. So we really need to make sure that people are planning and women, especially with their longevity, to continue to have additional income as retirement years go on. Right. Well, how do you, I know we did a show about a year ago and you were talking about how much you should have in your savings based upon what decade you were in your life. (laughs) That was a couple years ago. Oh my gosh, that was a couple years ago. Time flies. Yeah, so we should probably cover that again because those numbers were... It, it was it was eye opening, mm-hmm. you know, when you mm-hmm. start looking at those numbers. Where I'm like, I got a lot of ground to cover from get there before what? I get to you, fifty. Right, what am I and do? we can you can go by <laughs> decades, right? But at yeah. the same time, some people, again, based on how much they've maybe contributed to Social Security, they may be getting you know receiving more in Social Security than this person over here, so they may okay. need less in their personal savings, right? So there's all these different components still that play into each person's situation right i mean again people that have a pension gosh they can maybe postpone drawing from their personal savings for a while and use that then for additional incomes over time right so 
there's so many different ways of planning based on what someone's situation looks like. And then some people, they, they have an idea that they're going to receive an inheritance or that, you know, they can kind of plan on certain, you, you never right. really can plan a hundred percent. Right. Exactly. But, but you, sometimes people have an idea of, of that so they can kind of somewhat plan around that. But there's just, there's so many variables right. that go into each person's situation. If I'm looking at, and we have a couple minutes before we go on a break, Cassandra, if I'm looking at my particular savings right now and I have it stashed in all these little buckets, how do you help me decide what buckets I should focus on? Like if I have, this mini investment account over here and then this savings account at this one place and then another savings account in another place and my IRA someplace. So how do we start when we're looking at all those mm-hmm. piles? Yeah. Is it sometimes like to maximize things? How do you help me go? You should put more here and take it out of this account. It's not doing you any good. Mm-hmm. So can we get into some of that when we get back? Yep. I have a pretty, I have a good explanation we can use once we come back on that. Perfect. We'll also take your calls. You can call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Cassandra Brazier from Clear Step Financial on The Mom Show. Welcome back to The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Miss Shannon. That's Cassandra Brazier from Clear Step Financial. <laughs> if you ever wonder what we do during the commercial breaks, it's usually <laughs> sing along to the songs as they oh. come back. I think everyone was jamming to that oh one. God, Come on. I love that's a throwback. Activities. That's like, yeah. That is one of the karaoke songs oh, that I do. Yeah. If I, when I am doing do karaoke. We got I a like karaoke song. sometime. Oh, if nothing else, we can Zoom karaoke. I have okay. some friends that did okay. that. Okay, I like that idea. <laughs> Date with Cassandra from Clear Step. Um, no, and we have been talking about some uh, special obstacles that women often face in retirement. We can also take your calls at 651-641-1071. Before we went to break, I was asking, how do we figure out the most efficient way to put our money into the different buckets. Like you've suggested some buckets before, and I think you probably want to explain that as well, but maybe you have, funds stashed away in a couple of different places. This is the stuff that lives in your pillowcase. You got a couple of things <laughs> in your safe downstairs. Maybe you heard about this one stock thing and you're like, oh, I'll just throw 25 bucks a month in that mm-hmm. and see what's going on. But what's the most efficient way when we're, I mean, and I know everybody's situation is different, but what yeah. are the efficient buckets? Yeah, with your so we, money? We, we, we categorize and organize things in, in three different buckets in general. Mm-hmm. You want to have a short-term money bucket, a mid-term money bucket, and a long-term money bucket. Right. The things that would be in your short-term bucket would be like checking savings and things. You want to have somewhere between three to six months of your expenses on a monthly basis. Now, not necessarily your entire budget, but really your expenses. Like if right. you lost your job, certain things you'd probably cut out and you could cut out and still be fine. And those, and so you want to look at what expenses would we absolutely, you know, right. food, clothing, right? Utilities. Well, utilities, right? Mm-hmm. Keep, you know, keep the mortgage going or right. the rent. So those things you want to have at least three to six months. So you want to build something up there. We've talked about this before. I recommend online savings accounts mm-hmm. for a couple purposes. One, you're going to get a little bit better interest. Usually they're all, almost everything is low right now because of the interest rates out there. Right. But they also do track when the interest rates go back up. They'll typically tick back up again. A couple of years ago, they were like two and a half percent right now. Right. Maybe they're one or a little under that. But um, but it's a little better than, you know, than a regular bank savings. But it takes a little more effort also to get it out because right. it's not just you log on to your bank and you see the savings and you can just transfer funds very easily and <laughs> right. effortlessly. So it takes a couple of days to get it back into your bank account. So it's not that immediate. I'm going to just take it and spend it. You don't right. have that same temptation. Yeah, I saw shoes. So, Let's do this. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. 
So that's why I, that's, those are the reasons I recommend using them. There's a number of them out there. Anyway, so that's, that's your short-term bucket. Let's skip to the long-term, long-term. We'll come back to midterm. Long-term is your retirement savings. It's, it's all your different retirement accounts that if you were to pull money out of them before you're 59 and a half, you'd have a penalty. Okay. So your 401ks, your Roths, your IRAs, your 403bs, pension, you know, all those kinds of things that are really meant for retirement. Yes. You don't pay taxes on them along the way. They've got certain parameters Right. That give them certain tax benefits. Right. Your midterm account then is meant to be money that's liquid, but it's invested and it's meant to be spent before retirement. And so it's a nice it's a nice place where you, you know, and we set these up with people where they're liquid, where there's no you're going to pay taxes every year on any of the gains. Right. But that's how any liquid account is going to be. Okay. Um, And that way, then you can access it at any time. You can add as much or as little as you want, and then you can access it at any time as well. But it's nice. That's where you go then three to five years down the road. You want to take a nice trip with the family or you want to put a down payment on your next car or or whatever the case or buy your new car outright, whatever it is. But it's nice to have that bucket of money. I've had people start those right out of college. We, you know, all three, but you get those that nice Mm -hmm. foundation going. They'll use that for an engagement ring or they'll use it for a down payment on their first house or the, I mean, it's a nice bucket of money to have. So when though you're setting up that liquid account, where in the alphabet soup of financial uh, um, uh, studies and education, those liquid accounts, what are those called? Are they regular savings accounts? It's just called just... a non-qualified account. Okay. Um, and I have, you know, there are certain funds that I'll use for those and certain investments for those types of accounts because mm-hmm. we don't want them to be too aggressive we don't want them to be too conservative because we do want to gain some growth on there over time. Um, but we don't want to have significant drawdowns and losses in those either. Because, again, you know, there's usually like a three to five year window of the of them being expected to be used or so. Okay. And if you don't, that's fine. You know, if you just continue to accumulate monies in, the, in that kind of an account, that's fine, too, because you'll, then you'll just have it for down the road more. Right. Um, but that's that's a real key piece, because then when you want to go buy something, mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're tempted to just draw from your savings account, right? right? Which is your emergency fund, Mm -hmm. right? Which you don't want to ever deplete your emergency fund unless it's truly an emergency. Um, Or like you said, you put it on a credit card Mm -hmm. and then you got to pay it off from somewhere too. So it's nice to have that midterm account and that kind of protects and ensures that you don't dip into the other buckets. Okay. Over time. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that was a good question. So, again, one of the reasons for women, why we wanted to talk about these different obstacles is we talked about how women sometimes take a step out of the workforce, then often don't aren't able to contribute as much. Then a lot of times their Social Security can be less. Now, we talked about Social Security, I know, last time, but that's a whole nother topic. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And depending on how old people are will depend on how much of their estimated Social Security I will even factor in. Right. Um. So are so, we almost to the point for some of us that you go, you really need to just plan on living on your savings and because we can't. For some people, Right, yeah. because we can't guarantee what Social Security is going to look like. Yep. Okay, fair enough. For some people. That's so, realistic and it's good mm-hmm. to know that if you can try and plan for what your lifestyle will look like without that. So yep. if you do end up with it, right, then it's a, be- then it's a bonus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, absolutely. Um. On average, it's interesting, on average, men will spend about 40 years in the workforce and women will spend about 27. Gotcha. Years. Mm-hmm. So again, it's that it's those fewer years. And remember, like we said, Social Security looks at your top 35 years. So 
Um, Good. I'm glad they're not looking at what I because I started with a little job when I was 16. So I'm glad. <laughs> no, they take the top. Yeah, yeah, the yeah top I don't 35. need them. I don't want them averaging in what I made at right. Dunkin' Donuts when I was in high school. No, no, no like, you're good. Thank goodness I've blown up from that. I glowed right. up since then. I'm doing much better. We all had those jobs, right? I started <laughs> yeah. out doing paper routes with my brothers. Yes. And I mean, you got you always started somewhere. We right. all start somewhere. Exactly. It was a good um, learning experience, but was. I do not want that to be the defining factor for my financial freedom. Mm-hmm. So, That's yeah. right. So, um, but what's interesting too is of women who have 401ks available to them, only 73% of them take advantage of those 401ks. So that's now, another thing. Why do you thing. think that is? Why so, do we not do it? I, it potentially is that they, they just need every penny. Right. Um, it could be that, you know, if they are, if they're sometimes divorced and they're trying to manage a family, you yes. know, with, with the income they have, sometimes there's just not any extra dollars to go anywhere. Right. So I think that could potentially be part of it. Um, There could be a whole host of reasons, right? But that's just, so again, not always the same amount of dollars going towards retirement over time either. Right. Is another thing. Um, But once you get to retirement, we were just talking about Social Security. Women make up about 50% of the the beneficiaries of people drawing from Social Security who are 62 or older. Okay. So again, women are a big part of the Social Security pool. And 65% of them drawing who are 85 and older. Again, you know, as time goes on, a lot of times women will live longer and yes. they make up the majority of women who are, or the majority of people who are drawing. And in 2017, they did a study and they found that 48% of all elderly unmarried females relied on Social Security for 90% of their income. Oh, wow. That's very high. And we've already talked about how that is a dwindling pool and a dwindling resource for a lot of people. It is. And the average benefit at that time was only $14,353. So you can imagine just a little over $1,000 a month Mm -hmm. to live on that. So again, some planning can be extremely beneficial um, just to to anything you can do, anything you can save along the way. Or to position yourself to be better off in those retirement years is helpful. Right. So there's so much that is going on with that. So when we're once we get to that, let's say that we had done a very, fairly good job. And so we did have that extra income. Then isn't also keeping track of that, you know, things get they don't get less complicated just because you go into retirement. It just means <laughs> you don't have to go to your day job right. anymore. But there's things like was that required minimum distributions and some other things that I know are back into that alphabet soup that I talked about. Mm-hmm. So um, and I only know that be- for a whole different reason. So I want to explain <laughs> it to everybody else. Like the fact that I know that. I was going to say, yeah, yeah your RMD, a, throw yes, that right in there. I knew that. Here's why I know that. So I did do because I've done some some uh, online training sem- modules where I voiced mm-hmm. them. Okay. So I like, oh, I get to read about this. This is interesting. (laughs) And so uh, can we tell everybody that's for people basically who have done a good job of planning. And Mm -hmm. and thank goodness you're to the point once you're in retirement where you can, you have to start taking some of this money out, right? You do. Mm -hmm. So so an RMD, a required minimum distribution, is for any money that you have saved over the years or pensions or anything that's never been taxed yet. Right. So tax deferred money, like a 401k or a 403b. Or, and now sometimes in 401ks, you have the Roth buckets. So right. Doesn't count that. Okay. But anything that's never been taxed yet, once you get to, now it used to be 70 and a half, then this last year, then they just changed it to 72. Okay. So now once you get to 72, you have to start drawing from that bucket of money. Mm-hmm. And there's a calculation they use, and it starts out smaller, but by the time you get to 75, you have to take at least 
four, a little over 4% out of what you have saved because they want to start drawing the taxes from that money. Okay. By the time you get to 85, it's a little over six. It's almost 7%. You have to be drawing out of your funds. Um, and now for some people, they'll be drawing that out anyway. Okay. And so it's, it's not an issue, but but for example, if you did a good job saving and you had a pension, you had some other things, um, you wouldn't necessarily need to draw that money. Right. And so, but you will have to draw that money. So that might be um, something if that's not and you that can impact right your now, taxes. This could definitely be something that your parents, your mom might be going through it right now be. trying to figure out why does mom have to take this money out now? Right. Mm-hmm. And again, what what that could do is, is it can impact your tax situation. Okay. More because you have you to have draw more, more out and it, it counts as income. Well, what can that do? Well, that can impact your social security and what that and the, how that gets impacted. That can also impact what you have to pay for your Medicare expenses because they look at your income for the last two years. And right. That's what they base that on. So there's a whole host of things that it can have this ripple effect for. Um, so, again, there's some things people can do along the way right. to try and help mitigate some of those tax situations that come now we're not tax advisors but we know we understand how taxes work with investments and things um and to try and help people with some of that planning and then there are cpas and and tax people that work with us so there's a whole host we do a very comprehensive planning process with people right well we are going to cover some more information about special obstacles that women often face in retirement you can again call us at 651-641-1071 we'll be right back with cassandra brazier from clear step financial here on the mom show Welcome back to the Mom Show on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. We appreciate you. However, whenever you listen to us, we appreciate that very much. Uh, we'll remind you that you can go to the MyTalk1071.com website and use the keyword mom to get all the information. If you missed a little piece of today's show and you want to mm-hmm. listen back to it or pass it on to a loved one, there is always a podcastable version of it that you can listen back to at your leisure. So, Cassandra, we've been talking about um, things that women, some additional challenges that we probably have to face or may have to face as we move into retirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and healthcare costs is one of the things that it can, can get easily overlooked right? Um, for retirement. Um, and that includes, because part of Medicare is covered, but then there are all the supplements and so forth. We're right. not going to get into any of those today, but just from a cost standpoint, if you include um, all the costs of, of, of your healthcare that you will likely see in retirement, right? Um, and that can include some potential long-term care expenses, whether that's in home or whether you end up going somewhere for care, right? Um, whether it's, you know, light care or whether it's real intensive care, uh, you, each couple would, would need to have kind of earmarked about 285,000 or about 142,000 per person. Wow. Now that can get spread out, mm-hmm. right? But but for nursing home care, the average is about one hundred and two thousand a year. It's not cheap, right? right? If you need mm-hmm. if you need very you know high care, exactly. And so even basic home care is about fifty two thousand or so on average a year. And so those are expenses that can quickly dwindle um, your, your savings. retirement mm-hmm. savings. And again, if you're if you're married and your and your partner or spouse needs the care, that still is dwindling down. Your, you your income, left. right, mm-hmm. or your funds, your potential income for after that. Well, I do think that it's also, when you're looking at those buckets and you have those giant numbers when you're thinking about things like that, mm-hmm. how do you help people go, okay, don't get so overwhelmed with how large the number is that you just don't try? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, there are certain ways of planning that you can, that there there are certain things out there that can help to, if you if you needed the care, because no one knows if you're going to need it or not. Right. So there are different 
companies out there that offer things that will give you some added income if you do need the care that gets built into the planning to the products that are out there. So those are some things sometimes that we look at. Um, Certain life insurance policies also have that added um, where, where you can use some of that those monies in different ways and those are part different strategies that we look at for people so we look for ways to give people options but that's the biggest thing is to have options right um, and that goes along too I know we were talking a little bit about um, we're not tax experts but if you can have money in different tax buckets mm-hmm. so some things are taxable where they're going to get taxed every year some things are tax deferred you know we're 401ks and 403bs IRAs all those things where you're going right. to pay taxes when you pull the monies out and then things like Roth IRAs or 401k Roths and things are all tax advantage, meaning you've already paid the taxes. Okay. If you can have monies for retirement and all those different tax buckets, it gives you the most options then on where you're going to draw money from in what given year or time. Right. Again, when you have big life changes and things, you want to be able to have options, you know, at different points in, in, in your retirement. It's just, it's helpful. The more options you have, the easier it is to kind of sail through the different obstacles and things that you could come about in your retirement years. Can you help me flash forward to what it would be like if I'm, if I'm already retired, let's say I'm 75. Well, you look great. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I try. The oil of a lay is bomb. Yeah, I got a thing. So, because I'm going to be very frugal. I'm going to be frugal with my skincare regime when I'm um, 20, uh, 75. Sure. But it, would, I, would my expectation be that I have a number of different checks that I set up? Or, or how does that, those Not payments, necessarily. how do I pay myself? Not necessarily. It's going to depend on on what you have going into retirement okay. and how we position things. But but you'll likely want to have at least a few different places and buckets. But you may or may not be drawing from all of those at once. Okay. Um, some of them you may draw from at certain times. You may turn certain ones on and off at different. Some you may have turned on all the time. Right. So it's really going to depend on on what what kind of income you need. What what are your assets at retirement, and how do we want to best plan for your income retirement needs? I mean. Planning for income and retirement is a whole thing in and of itself. Right. So, like I said, it's one thing to plan on how do you get to retirement and try and have, you know, the most assets and the right amount of assets. And it's a totally other thing to plan for then how do we position the assets now that we're going into retirement and give us the best chance of having them last longer than we last. Right. Right. Because isn't the goal, like you said, having them last longer than you last, you want to be able to have them. And also, if you have loved ones or friends or charitable organizations and things that you want to support, you do want to be able to provide that as a legacy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, again, if people have questions but they don't want to talk yet, Go to go to clearstepfinancial.com and get on our 2021 callback list because right. just just say in the contact us that you want to get on our 2021 list. We'll get a hold of you, you after the holiday. Talk. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. We'll you know, we're happy to to look at people's situations. But that's like I said, the, it, there's so many things that can be helpful for people to plan on when they're getting closer to retirement as they're getting to retirement as soon as they're retiring, right. right around those retirement years. Even if you are retired already, sometimes there are things to look at and things you can tweak and and ways of um, of just planning for the rest of your retirement. Right, because you might go, okay, I'm, I'm doing it myself, as you guys have said before, and you go, <laughs> I, but maybe you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it does seem more cost effective to have somebody else tell you, though, this would be a, a streamlined way to get this done. Right, right. And some estate planning, like we talked about that too, can be really beneficial. And so we have a number of estate planning attorneys that work with us that will help people to get set up with if they need someone. And and it really, I mean, again, 
especially if there's blended families. Right. It's so important um, because otherwise, if you have children, right, children can easily become disinherited if if there's not proper planning that's put in place. Right. And so you just there's lots of reasons to look at that. I always recommend people check your beneficiaries as well, especially on like your work retirement plan that maybe you set up 15, 20 years ago on your 401k and you got divorced or you got married and maybe you had, you know, and you had your parent listed or you had an ex-spouse listed and you thought you changed it. I mean, those are good things to be checking to make sure, because even if you had an ex-spouse and you got remarried and something happened to you, it would go to your ex-spouse. Even if you did some estate planning and said, I want everything to go to my spouse or I want everything to go to my children. Whoever is listed as your beneficiary is where it will go. So how do you like, what's that first phone call to make sure that that's correct? Well, you'd have to check with um, whoever the whoever the custodian of your 401k is, mm-hmm. like if it's Fidelity or, you know, you know, Vanguard, whoever is the right. custodian, you would just want to check with them. Okay. You can call them up. Um, sometimes it'll say on your paperwork, um, you know, who your beneficiary is listed. But right. or sometimes online, if you go online and you log in, you can sometimes see that information. Another good reason to put yourself on your list. Because I'm like, <laughs> that sounds like something I would forget to do. And go, I meant to do that. Yeah. And now five years have passed by. Right. <laughs> it, it could happen so easily. Right. You know, we have good intentions. Right. Well, but, I mean, but I think a lot of what we're covering today is really just the information that we know things sneak up on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and retirement sounds like it's so far away that a lot of these things we just kind of don't look into play or we don't look into or take into account right. because they're going to play out so far down the road. Mm-hmm. And so it really is a matter of going, well, how can you set these little things up so that you never have a giant thing? Or yeah. at least if a giant thing happens in your life, you won't be overwhelmed because the financial piece of it is so demoralizing as well. A little bit of course correction now can Mm -hmm. help people years down the road well overall let's if we're gonna because we're gonna wrap up here in a couple of minutes if people are at the very beginning of doing this whole thing and they're starting with you how do we get a hold of you what do Mm -hmm. we what do we need to know and how can we start on this road to financial independence Yeah, just go to clearstepfinancial.com that's probably the easiest way to get a hold of us at the bottom of the page is a contact us if you shoot a message through just say heard you on my talk so either my mom, who couldn't be here today, yes. but you know mm-hmm. she loves being here. Exactly. Um, one of us then will reach out to you, and we're, we'll, we're happy to talk with you, either virtually, in person, on the phone. And then what we do is then once we set up a time with someone, we send them uh, a, a fact finder that we use and to gather the information so you can see ahead of time then what information would be good for you to put together and have available. Um, and then we go from there, and then we just talk through that information get back together once we've had a chance to crunch numbers and look at different recommendations that we would recommend and then go from there to see what will actually make sense right now. Right. And I know you often have like classes or seminars that you're we a do. part of. Do we have anything that's on the schedule right now? You know what? We just had our last one for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but if people do want to be in the loop for our events and we do quite a few webinars and, you know, in a normal year, well, we would do seminars right. as well. Yeah. Um, but you can certainly, if you just want to get put on our list to be kept in the loop, you can also put that in the note to in the contact us on clearstepfinancial.com. Right. Well, I mean, I always appreciate you being on the show I want to have one more question before we wrap up mm-hmm. let's say I have a friend that says hey I just don't have the money to start thinking about how do I end up with more money how do you encourage them to start this process well sometimes I'll just say this because I was talking with someone not too long ago um, who um, was more in the mind frame of spending than right. saving mm-hmm. and it's a muscle and it's got to be a shift right and so what I told her is I said here's the thing 
when you're looking online, because that's how all of us shop these days. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> when you're looking mm-hmm. online and you're about to make that purchase, you you have to stop yourself. Do I really need it? Mm-hmm. If you determine that you don't, you've got to be good. At, you got to be good at actually being honest with yourself. Exactly. If you don't really need it, take that amount of money that you would have spent on it and immediately go to your credit card app and make a payment to your credit card gotcha. in that amount. Mm-hmm. And that's how the more you do that, then the more you can start to build that muscle of paying down debt, getting out of debt, and you shift it from spending to getting out of debt, and then you can shift it to saving and investing once you do that. Fantastic advice, as always, from Cassandra Brazier from ClearStep Financial. Again, you can go to their website, clearstepfinancial.com. You can also call them at 651-600-0855. You can find them also on our website, mytalk1071.com, keyword mom.